You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. sight. Our problems are very large and overwhelming. But if we walk by faith, we see the greatness of God. We see God's greatness. And then we have confidence in Him and His ability to handle anything that comes our way. Seeing that the people of Jerusalem armed and were ready to fight, the enemy backs off. God loves to come to the aid of those who trust in Him. For those who trust in Him. We've all been in situations where the enemy is constantly trying to bring us down in any way he can. We try to handle the situation on our own, but are unsuccessful. Today, Pastor Dave will teach you how to put your trust in God. When the enemy tries to harm you, God comes to fight for you. All you have to do is trust Him. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of Nehemiah chapter 4 as he continues his message, Man of Faith. Paul wasn't able, and Paul ended up saying, I did more than at all, but not I, but the grace of God that dwells within me. Paul knew where his strength came from. We're not able, but God is. <laughs> My man Nehemiah pays no mind to these complainers. He doesn't even give them a second thought. He just continues on with the work of the Lord. He presses onward. He moves forward. This is the best thing we can do. If we take away from our work to listen to every complaint, we'll never get anything done. We'll constantly go around trying to put out fires all over the place. Like the time I was working in the metal shop that I was teaching with some kids, and they made a cog, a wheel cog. And in order to harden it, we had to heat it till it became a certain um, color. And then we would quench it in oil, and it would hold that color in. So we looked up the hardness that it was supposed to be, and we got all ready, and I said, we don't have any oil. And one of the kids said, oh, I got oil in my car, Mr. Shank, I'll go get it. So he brings this oil, and I said, is it clean? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's clean. I should have checked it. So anyhow, we get this thing to the color it was supposed to be, quench it in the oil, got a flame about this big when the oil's on fire, right? So I'm sitting there and going, all right, somebody get a fire extinguisher. So this kid runs gets the fire extinguisher, and doesn't hold it back all the way, sticks it right into the fire, and goes, whoa, boom. So now I don't have one big fire. I got eight ton million little fires all over the shop. Well, this is what happens. This is what happens when the complaints come in and you try to take care of this one, and then another one comes, and another one. You'll never get anything done for the Lord. You'll never get anything done. We must always be steadfast and immovable. There is a reason that's on that wall out there, folks. There's a reason that every time you walk down that hallway, either to the children's ministry, to my office, Mark's office, even to the restrooms, it's there. Be steadfast and immovable. It's there for a reason. We need to be steadfast and immovable in what the Lord has called you to do. What the Lord has called you to do may be different than what the Lord has called me to do. However, we all might be called as a church to do something together. 
So we'll hear that, the Lord, but he calls us. We can't look to the right. We can't look to the left. We must be focused on the Lord as he leads and guides us by his Holy Spirit. The Lord will always provide for us as we trust in him, as we pray to him. Where God guides, he provides, and he will fight our battles. And where do we get our encouragement from? Yes, it's nice to get encouragement from one to another. It's nice to have a pat on the back. But we get our encouragement from God. He's our encourager. When we focus on the promises of God and not let the other complaints sway us away from serving him and serving others. So discouragement is really high on the list of Satan. He loves to get you down and discouraged because he knows eventually if he can discourage you enough, you'll give up. The heck with this Christianity. It doesn't work. I can't do it anymore. You're right. You can't. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. You're right. You can't do it. There's only one person in the whole entire history of the world that was able to live the Christian life the way it was supposed to be. And he died on a cross so that you could have it. His name is Jesus Christ. In the remaining verses in chapter 4, we see the next tactic come up. This is a tactic that also works, that many of you have felt from time to time. I have felt it myself. It's the tactic of fear. The tactic of fear. Let's read the rest of the verses. 11 to 23. And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come in the the midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt there came near, them came, excuse me, that they told us 10 times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall and the openings. Then I set the people according to their families with the swords and their spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome. Fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, every one to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half held their spears and shields and bows and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all of the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked on construction and the other hand they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had a sword girded at his side as he built and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of the men held the spears from daybreak until the stars appeared. At the same time, I also said to the people, let each man and his servant stay at night in Jerusalem, that they may be our guard by day, night, and working party by day. So neither I, my brethren, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me took off our clothes, except that everyone took them off for washing. Wow. Another one of Satan's tactics, fear. He loves to instill fear into your heart. Fear can paralyze you. Fear also can be contagious. I remember watching another one of my favorite movies, Band of Brothers, and they were talking about fear 
during the time of war. And he said that fear is contagious. So they, when they saw a man who was really shaken and having a problem, they would get him off the front line and put him back and let him rest a while. Because fear is contagious. You're afraid? What are you afraid of? Oh, I better be afraid too. And it's contagious and it sweeps over all of us. Fear can be contagious. Frightening people frighten others. This also is discouraging and it brings defeat. It brings a feat. We see somebody fall. We see somebody slip from the grace of the Lord. What's the first words out of your mouth? Well, if he fell, I can't make it. We become afraid. We can become afraid instead of trusting in the Lord. Faith and fear cannot live in the same heart. Faith and fear cannot live in the same heart. They cancel one another out. Nehemiah posts guards at the most likely and most vulnerable places where they may attack. He arms the entire families, knowing that they would work together and encourage one another. It's like a family. They were all family. It's like this church. We're all family. We're all there one for another, helping this one out, helping that one out, being there for prayer, being there to meet needs, and helping each other through these hard times as we go through these difficult times. That's what it's all about. I love Nehemiah. What a great leader he is. He encourages the people, don't be afraid. Focus on the Lord. What great advice. What great advice. If you were afraid of something and I told you that, you'd probably throw something at me. Focus on the Lord. Look to God. Look to him. Look at 14. I love 14. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of these guys. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. He's given them something. Remember the Lord. Remember all the stories you heard of the Lord. Knocking out this group. Knocking out that group. Taking care of David. Taking care of all these other things. Remember that. Remember the Lord. We too need to remember the Lord. We need to bring forth the faithfulness of God in your lives. And that's why we have testimonies. When we see how much God is faithful in this life, we know he's going to be faithful in our lives. Why? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will always be faithful, and he does those things, and we look at that. The thought captivated Nehemiah's heart. He knew who he served. He served a great and awesome God. Nehemiah's God was bigger than the boogeyman. He could take everybody. He could take anyone out. Nehemiah knew that. Nehemiah knew that. He knew that the Lord was capable. So he, in turn, encouraged others to seek the Lord for themselves. I can only encourage you to seek the Lord. I can only counsel you to seek the Lord. But unless you seek the Lord for yourself, you won't find out how faithful he is. You won't find out how much he can overcome fear. You won't find out all the wonderful things that he has in store for you. You must seek him for yourself by reading his word, by fellowshipping one to another, by praying by worshiping him, by being involved, by serving others. You seek the Lord with all your heart. He reminded the people whom they were fighting for, their nation, Israel, their city, Jerusalem, and their families. People have died for so much less. People have died for so much less. One of the other movies I like is called Gettysburg. And during Pickett's Charge, they line up. Thousands upon thousands of men line up, and they're going to go across a two-and-a-half-mile place to where the Union Army is. And they're, they're, it's the army of Virginia. And the leader's out there and he says, men, for Virginia, your homes, for your land, for your sweeties, for your little ones, let's go. The same thing here. 
for your families, for your brethren. Let's go. Let's do this. It's a beautiful thing. What a great encouragement by Nehemiah. We find ourselves in situations that produce fear. We have to be reminded of the greatness of God. God has gotten you this far. Do you really think he's going to discard you now? Then you don't know the word of God. Because we read that he who began the work in you will be faithful to complete it. Actually, it doesn't say faithful. It just says we'll complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. But we know he's faithful. If we walk by sight, our problems are very large and overwhelming. But if we walk by faith, we see the greatness of God. We see God's greatness. And then we have confidence in him and his ability to handle anything that comes our way. Seeing that the people of Jerusalem armed and were ready to fight, the enemy backs off. God loves to come to the aid of those who trust in him. For those who trust in him. And in Psalm 33, in verses 10 and 11, let's see what this has to say. I read it, so I must be there. <laughs> Psalm 33, verses 10 and 11. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people to no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever and the plans of his heart to all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen of his own inheritance. We must always keep in mind that the will of God comes from the heart of God. When we find out God's will for our life, it's coming from God's heart. God is expressing it into your heart. Nehemiah comes up with a great plan of defense. Half the men are going to work on the walls and the gates, while the other are going to stand guard. People carrying weapons and materials at the same time. I imagine they had their bows sling across their shoulder, and they were troweling and making bricks and carrying things, but they had that bow ready to go. They had a sword at their side. They were ready. It's like us. We need to put on the full armor of God. We need to be ready when the enemy strikes. We need to be ready with the full armor of God. Read Ephesians 6. This was a great work, a wonderful work. People carried weapons and materials, and the people worked and watched. Look at the words of encouragement that Nehemiah spoke to the people in 19 and 20. He says, Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there, and God will fight for us. They knew, he knew that God would fight for them because they serve a great and almighty God. They were rebuilding the walls of his city. It was a great city and it would even be greater. What an example for us tonight. What an example we have before us tonight. No matter what these workers were doing or where they were, they kept an open ear for the trumpet. Does that sound familiar? Keeping an open ear for the trumpet. But when that trump sounds, we'll be out of here. Will you be ready? Are you ready? Keep an ear for the trumpet. What an example for us to follow as we wait for the Lord to return. Notice Nehemiah also had them doing work, shift work. He invented shift work. Some worked during the day, some worked during the night. That was shift work. It didn't happen when you went to the middle to work. That didn't develop there. Nehemiah developed that. Notice Nehemiah also had them doing these things and required others not in Jerusalem to come to town and work. What a great example for the people to follow. In verse 23, it says, So neither I, my brethren, or servants. So Nehemiah says, hey, I worked right with them. 
I was right there doing the work in their midst. As a leader, I don't believe you can expect someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. I believe in that all my heart. Look at what the Jews did to keep the enemy away during this craziest time. In verse 6 it said, they had a mind to work. They wanted to serve God. They were fat, faithful, available, and teachable. They wanted to work for God, so they put themselves before God and were ready to work. They had the heart to pray. They weren't ashamed to pray. They stopped and prayed. They always prayed. They were ready to do the things that God has called them to do. They had an eye to watch. Watch and pray. Watch lest you enter into temptation. Keep an eye open. The enemy is roaring to and fro like a roaring lion, seeing whom he can destroy. Be a watchful person. They had an ear to hear. Do you hear what the Spirit is saying to you? Do you listen intently for the Spirit to speak to your heart? And are you following what the Spirit is telling you to do today? And all of this put together gave them victory. It gave them victory. They stood before the Lord. They focused on him. They allowed him to lead and to guide and to fight their battles. Their confidence was in no one else except the Lord. Nehemiah always took the confidence that they had, took it off himself, and made sure they gave thanks to God. Nehemiah could have stood up and said, look what I did. Look what I did. I had these things built. Boy, I'm a great planner, aren't I? What a leader am I? I'm a great guy. No, he didn't say that. He always gave credit to God. He always gave glory to God because he knew who was behind this whole thing. That's what we must do. We must always give glory to God for the work that he accomplishes in us. I know that you're going to be doing the work, but it's God in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory, that's doing the work. Christ will give you and empower you to do the work. The entire time I studied this, and I've already talked about it, but I'm going to read it as we close. The entire time I studied this, when you come to chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, there's so much meat in there. But from chapter 50 on down to 57, he talks about death. He talks about death, and he talks about us being raptured and being taken away. He talks about those who have died before. He talks about the corruptible putting on incorruptible. He's talking about the mortal putting on immortality. He talks about all those things. And he's building the church up to get ready to receive Jesus Christ when Christ comes back for them. And he's building up the church. And he says all those things. He talks about death. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength is of the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says these words. And this is where I want to end. He says, therefore. Whenever you read therefore, you got to figure out why it is therefore. All the things he just said about death and about the Lord coming back. All the things he said that building us up, getting us ready to receive the Lord when he comes back. He says these things in bold letters. And this is what I read with Nehemiah today. And this is what Nehemiah preached to the Jews. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When you are working for the Lord, when you are giving everything you have to the Lord and working in his stead, your work will never be in vain. Never. He said, be steadfast. And when I think of steadfast, I think of a rock being solid. 
unmovable, unmovable. I'm not going to be swayed from my faith. I don't care what Satan throws at me. I'm going to stand firm in the Lord and the power of his strength. I'm not going to move from one side or the left. I'm firm because he has established me. He has placed me upon the rock, and the rock happens to be Jesus Christ. I'm not going to move from him. I'm not going to move from looking at him, from praising him, and seeing him crucified. And that's what we're going to preach. Christ and Christ crucified. For there is the victory. Therein is the victory. In Christ's death, I have victory. In his resurrection, I have eternal life. It all started on the cross. And that's what we believe, and there is our hope. And I love that about Nehemiah. He's, he's my new boy. I love him. He's my new guy. When we get to chapter 5, there are more tactics that are going to be thrown against the Jews as they continue this struggle. And ministry is a struggle. If you're signing up for ministry and want to do ministry and think it's a piece of cake, that all we do is walk around eating bonbons. I have to say bonbons. If you think that's all we do when we're in ministry, if you think it's just a piece of cake, you know, hey, come on. Hang out with us a couple days. Hang out a while. Find out what we do, you know. Ministry means servant. Ministry means to serve. So you are serving the Lord. We serve each other as we serve the Lord. God has given us the ability to do that. He's given you the ability. And we need to be like the Jews in Nehemiah's day, and we need to come together as one and do the work God has called us to do, whether it be a vacation Bible school, whether it be another outreach down at branches, whether it be whatever, whether it be baptisms on the beach, whether it be the Pray for America breakfast on 4th of July, whether it be this or whether it be that, whatever it is, whatever we choose to do out there, showing God's love out there, we need to be one and we need to be serving the Lord and know with all your heart that two things will happen. Satan will come against us, but God is greater than that because greater is he in you than he is in the world. Amen? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for lifting us up and showing us great things through your servant, Nehemiah. What a blessing he has been to me. Lord, I can only speak for me because I'm totally blessed by reading his word and studying it and seeing what you're doing, Father God. And I thank you that we have great men of faith like Nehemiah, that we can study them, and then we can look at the things and see how he handled things in his life and how when this enemy came against him, he just looked to you. He prayed to you, and you worked mightily in his life. I pray for these saints gathered here this evening, that you would pour your heart out upon them, that you would give to them the desires of their heart, that you would lead them into the ministry that you've called them to. Help them to serve one another with joy and gladness. Oh, Lord, how we love you. And to those watching on Facebook and YouTube, we bless them also. Ask, Lord, that you would touch them mightily. Those who are sick, heal them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, those who are struggling, give them strength and empower them to be overcomers through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for all you do, all you are. We give you all glory and praise and honor. Let's do your name. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. You are Thank you for joining us today for A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank. Pastor Dave has been digging into the book of Nehemiah. This book chronicles the adventures of Nehemiah as he goes from being a cupbearer to a foreign king to leading people as they rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. 
When he hears about the city lying in ruins, vulnerable to the world around it, Nehemiah was troubled and he prayed. When his moment came with the king offering him anything he wanted, Nehemiah knew first to run to the Lord in prayer. No matter who was on the throne in the world, Nehemiah knew that God remains on the throne of heaven and he maintains control over all of it. What's troubling your heart today? All you need to do is remember that God is God over all. Take your troubles to Him today. Here at Assure Hope, we would love to bring you to the Lord in prayer as well. Give us a call at 609-884-5821 and share your prayer requests with us. Once again, that number is 609-884-5821. We look forward to your call. Assure Hope is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Are you in the area? We'd love to see you this Sunday. Head on over to AssureHopeRadio.com to find our location and service times. Once again, that website is AssureHopeRadio.com. Well, that's all we have for now. We're so glad you decided to spend time with us here today. We'll be back soon with more right here on Assure Hope.